And God, thank you, Lord, for this time. God, thank you, God, for uh, the opportunity, Lord, to speak your word, God. God, I just thank you, God, for uh, allowing me to be used as your vessel, Father. All of you, God, and none of me, God. God, I just ask you, Lord, as you increase, Lord, that I may decrease, Father. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now, Lord, that you uh, allow me to share what it is that you have um, for you to say, God. God, I thank you, Lord, right now, Lord, that the people's ears are open, God, and their hearts are open to receive, Father, word, Lord, that you have um, for your people. Father, I just praise you, and I magnify you, God. I glorify you, Father, for who you are, for you alone are worthy, God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. This, um, <laughs> every fast week is, um, it's, it's interesting, um, First of all, I'd just like to say uh, thank you, Lord, for just giving me this opportunity. Thank you, Pastor Keith and Pastor Mel, for just um, giving me an opportunity to share God's word with uh, God's people. Um, thank you um, to my family um, for being here. Um, thank you, God, for my family and my, my other mom um, um, from far and wide. Um, so I'm just grateful for uh, the opportunity, like I said, just to share. Um, if you guys have your Bibles um, I would love for you guys to turn to Philippians 4. Philippians 4, and we're going to begin in verse 6. And we're going to probably end in uh, verse 13. And the book of the Lord reads, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever circumstances I know what is to be I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. At some point in life, there comes a time where you have to make a decision. You need to decide to go for it or to be complacent. You have to decide to take a risk or play it safe. You have to decide to jump or to take a leap of faith despite the consequences the jump may cause. How do you make the decision to jump? What causes you to jump and go for it or what holds you back? The title of this message um, would be considered the jumping moment. Will you jump? The jumping moment. Will you jump? Um, it's so crazy when I, when I think about, um, everything that's been going on, like this, um, this week has been, um, 
it's been drying. Um, it's, it's like every fast week that comes, uh, you, you get tested and you get tried. And um, I was sitting here contemplating what, what message it is that I would give to God's people because I wanted to be prepared. Um, and this was probably one of the first times um, in my life that I felt like I didn't necessarily um, have everything in place that I wanted. And it was me who thought that I was supposed to have everything in order. It was me who thought that I was supposed to have everything the right way. It was me who thought that I was supposed to do things in a certain manner or a certain order. But it was today as I was sitting down, um, finishing over, I guess, the last little um, notes that I thought that I was going to use, the Lord told me, he said, let the Holy Spirit use you and let the Holy Spirit guide you into what it is that I want you to do. So in the midst of me giving this message, I'm doing something that's not necessarily comfortable for me. And that's taking a jump. That's taking a leap of faith into relying on the Holy Spirit to know that the Holy Spirit is going to guide me through whatever it is that I need him to do. It was a, a tough moment because what I realized is that in the midst of jumping, sometimes we hold on to stuff that we don't need to. And then we're not able to get to where we have to go because of the fact that we're holding on to whatever it is. Maybe it's something of the past. Maybe it's something of what used to be. Maybe it's something that we no longer need for where we're going. And a lot of times we can't jump because of the fact that we're tied down to something that we no longer need. And it wasn't until I realized that I needed to let go and let God that I realized that everything was going to be all right. I didn't realize how much of, um, I guess, of I didn't realize how much control I thought that I needed to have in order for something to go forth. I didn't realize how much control that I felt like I needed to have in order to give God's people his word. It's not about me. What did I just say? I just said God's word. This has nothing to do with me. I had to take myself out of the equation. I really contemplated what it is that I would talk about. How would I convey this message? What is it that I wanted to say? But then when I thought about this message, this is what it says. This part really, really resonated with me. If you guys look at verse 10 in Philippians 4, it says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. It says, indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm going to read that one more time. It says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I don't know if everybody in, everybody in here may not have kids, but everybody in here, um, you may have a cousin, you may have an uncle, you may have an aunt, you may have a brother or a sister, you may even have children. And there are some kids who are kids who, um, who aren't busy kids. You have some kids who may just sit down. And as a parent or somebody um, who has that type of kid, you're not necessarily concerned about them. You may even go in and cook and clean and come back, and that kid is still sitting there doing what it is you left them to do. And then you may have a kid 
who maybe decided that they wanted to go run around and they may want to go do something else, right? But that's the kid that you're what? You're concerned about. But the great thing, the crazy thing about that is that's because they're doing something. They're not complacent and they're not stagnant. In the same way, God wants us to be doing something. He's not concerned about you if you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. But it's not until you get busy doing his work is when he becomes concerned about what it is that you're doing. So it's time for us to jump. It's time for us to jump into whatever it is that God is calling us to. I don't know what that means for you, but I really want you to sit and really think about what it is that's holding you back from jumping to whatever it is that you need to be jumping towards. <laughs> we sometimes wonder if God is there and if he's if he always if if he's there and if um if we aren't making any moves a lot of times we wonder like oh man I wonder if if, if God is is hearing my cry but the crazy thing is the Bible says faith without works is dead right and so is the fact that God is hearing our cry God hears our cry but if we're doing nothing to to reach for what it is that we're crying about then what is what do we expect him to do what do we expect God to do when it is that when we're, we're not following and doing our part? I told my sister I would, um, I would use her, but I told her that um, growing up, my sister and I, we were, we're kind of like night and day. She was, um, I'm one who just, like I said, I was the kid who just kind of sat around and pretty much, you know, I, I didn't really get into to too many, you know, troubles. Did I, Ma? All right, I didn't want you to, I, don't call me out now. I didn't want you to go ahead and say I did. You messed up the whole message. <laughs> and then um, my sister, my sister was pretty much into everything. There wasn't anything that she wasn't into. She was doing a little bit of this, a little, a little bit of that. And she was driving here and, hey, I'm gonna be right back. And then maybe 10 hours later, she was coming back. And I just thought to myself, my mom was always concerned about my sister because my sister was going. My sister was moving. My sister was jumping. She was doing things that um, may have caused my mother um, some uncomfortability. But at the same time, that's where uh, I believe that God wants us in life. He wants us to be uncomfortable. And he wants us to trust him and to know that it's okay to be uncomfortable. I had the, um, the privilege... Um, because of my wife to uh, do something pretty amazing. Um, never in the, well, I thought, how many of you guys in here have bucket lists? Okay, how many of you guys have done anything on your bucket list as of yet? Okay, you did one thing. How many people have done two things? Yeah, not, oh, you did two things, excuse me. What did you do if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I just I just wanted to know like that. That's amazing. She's been um, she traveled around the country and she went on a safari. That was hope. So hope has two bucket list items checked off. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I um, one of my bucket list items was to go skydiving. Now, I said that I wanted to go skydiving, um, but never knowing that my wife was going to be uh, 
or she was going to listen enough to actually go and purchase my ticket to go skydiving. So this is how it went. It was a Wednesday, a, a random Wednesday before my birthday. My wife comes to me and she says, hey, babe, I got a surprise for you. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, yeah, I got a cake. I got something, you know, something's coming up or whatever. But I had no idea that she was about to pull this one on me. So she says, hey, babe, you remember when you said that you wanted? I said, wanted what? She was like, well, remember you said that you wanted to go skydiving? I was like, yeah, I remember I said that. Like in the back of my mind, like, you know. I said I wanted to do it Sunday. Well, she was like, hey, well, we're going Saturday. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, whoa, it's Wednesday, and we're talking about Saturday. So I have three days to prepare. <laughs> three days to prepare. I kissed Cam. Cam, I probably kissed you the most I ever kissed you in my life. Um, because of the fact that I'm just like, man, this, this may be it. You, this, woo, babe, I want to spend as much time, you know, quality time is now number one on my words of, of affirmation. I, I need it all. I need all five love languages but in these last three days. Um, so Saturday gets there, and um, the one thing in between that Wednesday and that Saturday, I never thought any thoughts about skydiving. I never once thought, well, maybe I'm not going to go, or maybe I shouldn't go, or maybe I might not go. And when I look back at Philippians, right, it says this. Be anxious for nothing, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Y'all don't know how many prayers I didn't pray because of the fact that I was going skydiving. Like, there was the, the guy, in the midst of me um, getting ready to skydive, there was a guy, his name was Scott, who was going to be my instructor. Scott said, hey, now, Scott doesn't know me from a can of paint. Scott says this. Scott says, hey, um, if we get split up while we're in the air, man, it was, good. it was nice to know you. And I'm just thinking to myself, who says something like that? Why would you play around that? I've never gone skydiving, and I almost didn't because of his comments. He was like, yeah, man, if we get, if we get um, you know, detached, man, you'd be blessed. And I'm just thinking to myself, bro, that's not something that you say. I said, hey, how long has this guy been working here? And so the, everybody else was in on it. I think, I think he just started yesterday. And I'm just thinking to myself, I said, now they're playing games. I'm just like, all right, this is what it is. But the one thing that I didn't do is I didn't think anything of it. I kind of played along with it and just kept going on because of the fact that I didn't want to talk myself out of the situation. How many times do we talk ourselves out of a situation because of the fact that we, we talk down about it or we have some type of, of self-doubt, right? And so when I think about that, um, I think about what steps do I need in order to be ready for a jump, right? And so I think about we have to let go and let God, right? We have to let go and let God. Um, Marcus, if you want to put that uh, first picture up. Yep. So right here, this is me. Oh, well, okay. It's on this side. This is me, right? Do I, I, I just, like, I got there, and th does this look like I'm letting go and letting God? I look ready, right? 
I don't look like I'm nervous or scared or anything, right? You know why I don't? Because I didn't think about anything that wasn't good, that wasn't noble, that wasn't anything else other than what God's word was. And a lot of times when we're getting ready to do a jump, I think we think of all of the things that could go wrong. We think about all of the things that might not happen. We think about all of the things, well, you know what? If I, if I quit my job, well, how am I going to pay for these bills? If I decide to start this business, well, what if it doesn't take off like it was supposed to? Well, if I you know, decide that I want to work out, but I just start eating like crazy, well, I waste my money. So we tend sometimes to do nothing because of the fact that we self-doubt and we talk our way out of the situation. But we have to let go and we have to let God. Um, another um, thing is, um, like I said, prepare for this message. I promise you, I, um, it was probably one of the hardest things that I ever had to do. And, and so with this message, I just said to myself, I said, I'm going to let go and let God. I honestly didn't know how I was going to convey it. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I kind of had a title and an idea of what I wanted to say, but I really didn't, I didn't want to let God's people down by not necessarily being prepared. He said, son, let go and let God. And so that's what I did. But it was like th to ho this whole day has been an emotional roller coaster because I cried and I cried because of the fact that I didn't want to let God's people down. The last thing that I want to do is not to be able to give a word to God's people that God prepared for me to give to his people. I always want to make sure that I'm ready. I always want to make sure that I'm prepared. I always want to make sure that I show myself approved. And I felt like I wasn't doing that because of the fact that, like I said, I didn't have things, um, I didn't have things the way that I wanted them to. Um, <sighs> sorry. <laughs> how, how many of us allow logic to dictate our outcomes? A lot of times we allow logic to dictate our outcomes, and we do that because of the fact that we think thoughts of what we believe something to be versus what it really is right and we can we can i think we have we have the creative minds to do so many things our minds are so powerful that we can really twist the situation around from what it really is like i'm talking about you have something at your hand right now like somebody could give you something and you could think the worst of it. So my daughter has something in her hand right now. I could just really think in my mind that that's, that's, uh, that's evil and that's wrong, so I'm not going to touch it. Our minds could really do something just that powerful because of the fact that we, we allowed it, right? But then the Bible, like I said, it says, um, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put it into practice um when i think about um another jumping moment that i had in my life it was um giving my life to christ um may the 20th of 2009 um i decided to get baptized um i decided that I wanted to give my life to the Lord. And so this was 10 years ago that I decided to make a public declaration to everyone to know, hey, I'm serious about this thing. 
I made a jumping moment. I didn't care who saw. I didn't care what somebody said. I didn't care about anything. I wanted, to, I wanted everybody to realize that I was serious about the Lord. And I wanted you to check me if you saw me doing something that I probably wasn't supposed to be doing. This was one of the this was probably by far the biggest jumping moment that I've ever had in my life. Um, and so I encourage you guys, um, whatever it is, like I said, that you want, whatever it is, if you're thinking about even possibly getting baptized, I think we do baptisms here every third Saturday of, of the month. Um, and so if that's something that you're really thinking about and you're contemplating, well, I did get baptized when I was young, or maybe I shouldn't, or I just want to rededicate my life, do it. Do it. Just jump. Don't think twice about it. Just do it. Let go and let God. Um, another um, step that I want you guys to know, um, what steps do I need to take in order to be ready to jump? You need to get strapped in with the right people and the right source. You need to get strapped in with the right people and the right source. Marcus, you can go to the slide, um, the first one in the airplane. So if you guys look here, right, this guy is about, so first of all, I'm sitting on his lap. <laughs> that was a whole nother level of uncomfortability. I told him, I said, bro, I promise you, if I feel anything, we're fighting. I'm, I just had, I had to let him know. But like I said, <laughs> you have to get strapped into the right people and the right source. If you look here, it's, it's only him and I, right? So this is what I'm telling you. I have to trust him enough to know that when we fall out of this plane, that you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that we land safely. But how many of us get stuck right here because of the fact that we're not necessarily sure if we're going to land safely? How many times do we not jump because of what it looks like? If you look down, that could be terrifying in itself. How many times do we not just move because of the fact that we look down or we look at the situation and we look at, the, we look at it and we have a perspective of, oh my goodness, this is too much. This is more than I can ever imagine. This is more than I can bear. This is something that I have no idea what I've gotten myself into. You know what? Maybe I should just go back into the plane. A lot of times we do that, right? But the thing is, the, the moment is you have to get connected to the right people. You have to get people in your corner that are going to encourage you, that are going to speak God's word over your life. You need people that are going to speak words of affirmation to you. You're not, you don't need people in your life that's going to put you down or discourage you because that's only going to play into what it is that you may have already been feeling for yourself not to jump. So we have to make sure that we get strapped into the right people and then the right source. Of course, we know that the source is the word of God. We, we have to have faith to know that we can just do all things through Christ. We have to have faith to know that anything that we decide to do, God is with us. It says, be bold and courageous for I am with you, Joshua 1 and 9. Like, you have to know that in that particular moment. At that moment, there is no turning back in my eyes. But there are situations, even in my life, to where I felt like, oh, well, maybe I should turn back. Even like today, I honestly thought to myself, well, maybe I just won't go. Maybe I'll tell Pastor Keith I'm sick. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll tell Pastor Keith something, something's gone wrong. Maybe he'll just speak. He's always ready. I'm just like, I mean, it could be, you know, husband and wife, Pastor Keith and Pastor Melly, you know, on Wednesday, regular Bible study, right? 
that's what I was thinking. I promise you I was thinking that. I wanted to turn around. But then God said, let go and let God. Who are you connected to? That's an, who are you connected to? Ask yourself that question. Who are you connected to? Are the people that you're connected to, are the things that you're connected to, are they weighing you down? How many people are here are carrying dead weight? How many of us are carrying dead weight? A lot of us, because of the fact that we don't, we, we want to hold on to things that we think that we need to, to move to where we're going, but in actuality, we're not even moving. We're stuck. Go to the next uh, slide for me, Marcus. Okay. Right. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, this is what it looks like. <laughs> this is what it looks like when you, when you step outside of the door. So if, so there's, there was a little, um, there was probably, it was probably a foot long and maybe six inches wide. There was a little step that said, step out. And I thought to myself, I said, I'm six feet, 255 pounds. I mean, I don't know what step out means because this plane might tip. I said, so I don't know. Shouldn't we stay right here on the cusp, you know, and, and not necessarily go all the way out? Because, I mean, the plane could just, and then I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, but as you can see, I stepped out. And so on my wrist is a GoPro. I was really, really to really capture all of the moments. Um, in, um, in these shots on my wrist. Um, go to the next one, Marcus. <laughs> but this right here, this is, this is something, this is a step that you need in order to get ready to jump. Don't worry about how it feels and what it looks like. This may look like I'm terrified and that this is, but look at the guy behind me. <laughs> but if you realize, remember I said, remember I said, be careful of who you're connected to. Now, this person is the person that's going to lead us to safety, right? But he looks happy and he's smiling. That's what you need in your life. When you're going, when you look fearful, you need somebody that's going to be happy. When you look sad, you need somebody that's going to make you happy. You need somebody that's going to encourage you even when things don't feel or look good. That picture is is what it is that we need so despite how it feels despite what it is that you feel like i'm telling you to still jump i'd hate for you to have a parachute on a crashing plane and the plane crashes and you never open your parachute it will be pointless to have a parachute on a crashing plane to never open it you can go to the next one I'm st as you can see, I'm, I'm still falling. <laughs> like I said, don't worry about how it feels or what it looks like because Scott is still smiling. <laughs> you can go to the next one, Marcus. Now, this right here is when you know that you made the right decision. This right here is when you know God is with you. In the midst of you falling, this is when you realize that I made the right decision. That God is going to be with me wherever I go. I can care less about what I see. I can care less about where I'm going. I can care less about any of those things because I know that God has my back. And it feels so amazing for God to be on my back and to have my back. Marcus, if you want to play the video... Thank <laughs> you.
So this video is, um, this is what I call, um, let God guide you. This is let God guide you. So as you can see, I'm coming down on the parachute. Now the crazy thing is God is your parachute. God is going to open up. So when you thought you were falling, so I was falling at a speed of 140 miles an hour and I was falling for about a minute. And it took us about six minutes to get down. And in the midst of that six minutes, when that parachute opened, I got an opportunity to see all of God's goodness. I just sat there and I watched. That's not me. That was somebody who jumped. They got down first. where you have a smooth landing in the midst of what it looked like in the midst of how it felt in the midst of adversity in the midst of trouble God wants to guide you down and get you to your destination safely let God be your parachute but the question is still will you jump will you guys jump the moments in your life to where you're uncertain will you let God be your parachute and guide you down to where it is that he's calling you to go I want to be totally transparent with you guys right now. I got up here and I um I have been at my job for um two and a half years. Um and I had an opportunity to just, you know, change the lives of so many students and change the perspectives of how they think and um and just let them know that they don't have to necessarily be products of their environment. Um, just to let them know that they don't necessarily have to um, believe in the worst and that I can give them some words of affirmation. And so for two and a half years, I just sowed seeds. Um, and I believe that the Lord placed me at that school for a particular reason. Um, and so just maybe a week and a half ago, um, I had a performance evaluation. And so with my job, they asked me to apply for the job again because I have to apply every year for the same position. We just have to apply again. That's just a formality. And so um, last Tuesday, um, after two months had passed, my boss had asked, he said, Lou, I noticed that you hadn't um, applied for the position again. And he says, why is that? I said, well, to be honest with you, I said, I'm not coming back. I said, I, I believe that my time is up here and I believe that God has called me to do um, something different. He was like, well, what do you have planned? And I said to myself, I said, I actually don't have anything um, lined up. I said, but I'm just believing and trusting God. But I say all that to say to let you guys know, I want you guys to know and I want you guys to watch God in the midst of him doing something in my life. I wanted to be the first to tell you to watch God in my life. I wanted you guys to be the first to know that I'm trusting, believing God to do something extraordinary. And I'm not afraid to share what God is about to do. So I just wanted you guys to be the first to know that that was tough for me because of the fact that it was so easy for me just to apply again because I just I was complacent. I knew that I could just go back at any time that I felt like it. We could always go back to comfortability, but it's the uncomfortability that pushes us to grow us, to, to make us strong, to, to get us to a point to where we don't necessarily know what it is that we even have in ourselves. 
And so what I did was I said, I'm not going to be comfortable. I'm going to be uncomfortable. And Lord, I trust you. And so what I did is I jumped. I said, I, I, I'm no longer coming back. Lord, you got to do what you want. Lord, have your way. Lord, do what it is that you do. And I was just grateful for the opportunity that I had the, the courage and the boldness to do that. Um, because it was so easy, like I said, for me, I had told myself last year that I wouldn't be there uh, last year, but because of the fact that I had applied for the job again, and then the summer was over, and I didn't do my due diligence to get another job, I just went back, and I got complacent. I don't know who that is for in this room to where it's just like, well, hey, you know what? It's time for me to move on. It's time for me to do something different. Don't go back to what's comfortable, but go to what's uncomfortable, because that's just only going to push you and propel you to where God wants you to go. I want you guys to know that it's time to jump. It's time to jump. It's no longer time to wait. It's no longer time to think. It's no longer time to remember what's familiar. If you guys want to remember anything, remember the previous. Remember the previous victories that God has done in your life. Anytime that you think that you don't necessarily want to jump, remember those things that were that he got you through. That storm that you were in and you realized that like, hey, I'm still here when the enemy tried to kill you, but you're still here. It's time to jump now. The time is now. So the question that I'm going to leave you guys with is, will you jump? Thank you.